Hello and welcome to the Grow and Graze podcast. We're at episode number 105 and you're listening to the Cherokee County Cooperative Extension Office and any information that we have will be available at cherokee.ces.ncsu.edu. And today with us we have Jim Wilcox. Good morning, Jim. Hello, Doug. How's your day going? I'm doing fine. What about yourself? It's a beautiful day here in the Carolinas. It sure is. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that we get a lot of questions on in the spring. So we're going to get started a little early this year in the fall to let people know about it. And that is carpenter bees. Carpenter bees. And Doug, no, they're not bumblebees. They're not honeybees. They are carpenter bees. And they can be kind of frustrating when they're buzzing around your home, especially in the springtime. And they're called a carpenter bee. They have this habit of excavating tunnels within the wood of your home. They have got very strong jaws. And you'll see a telltale round hole, about a half inch in diameter, their entrance holes, usually on the underside of a piece of wood. You can kind of know where they're active because they'll leave a trace of some coarse sawdust underneath where that hole is. And they'll do it on exposed wood, but even painted or treated wood can be attacked by them. It uniquely, Doug, is they don't eat the wood as food. They're just simply excavating those tunnels as a nesting site. Yeah, and we get a lot of phone calls on that. People think that they're eating the wood, and you're right. All they're doing is they're they're tunneling and getting ready to lay their eggs for the young to hatch and come out in about, I think normally it takes them about five weeks, so... That's right. That's right. And usually April or May, you'll have them come out. Now, good news is you're very unlikely to get stung by them. And in fact, the males don't even have a stinger. The females do, but they're really not likely to to sting you unless they're cornered, if you get it in your hand or something, and you've really agitated them. Yeah, they're, they're they're a solitary bee, which means they don't form into colonies, so they're just kind of loners, basically, so... They are. And that girl will, after she's got the hole dug, she'll deposit the eggs in there, and she'll make a little pollen ball, which will be food for her... The, the, the insects or the embryos, I guess, and then she'll plug that up, make another pollen ball, and uh, lay some more eggs, and that's that's kind of the life cycle of them, and they'll start to emerge in the late summer. Yeah, and, and of course, they've, like you said, most people, when they get worried about them is when they see them around their home and they're hovering around and uh, begin to make the holes in the in their house, which anyone should be concerned about that, correct? So. That's right. And then it, it can even co- get a little compounded if the woodpeckers discover that, even though the bees may not have done a ton of damage, which typically they don't, although over time those tunnels can get longer and longer as they go back repeatedly. But a woodpecker may go in there and start tearing up the wood looking for those embryos. Doug, should we talk about control a little bit? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, a lot of people, that's when they call the office. They're concerned how to keep them from drilling or digging their holes into the wood. One is with some insecticides, and there's one called seven. But you don't want to spray the entire house, correct? <laughs> you, you just want to find those holes. 
and you want to treat the holes in about 24 or 48 hours after you treat those holes you want to be able to plug them up with something like aluminum foil right. or caulk or something like that. So you certainly don't want to just continuing spraying the entire house because that really doesn't solve the problem. Well, uh, you're, you're right, Doug. It, it doesn't because you put that chemical on there and they're not really eating the wood. They're just chewing it up and spitting it out so it right it's not as effective right right and and the other thing that that you can do some people does is they actually will swat them with something like a a racquetball (laughs) racket or a tennis racket but that's you know that's can be time consuming it can be but there it's somehow rewarding to give them a smack (laughs) (laughs) so so those are also options and uh, of course there's some other options but they're fairly expensive and it still may not solve the problem which is you know replacing your wood wood siding with something like a composite material like masonry cement board siding or vinyl siding but you know even with something like vinyl siding if they can still find that wood behind the vinyl siding they can still burrow in there and and lay their eggs well you're right you're right i think to summarize those bees the good news is they're pollinators They're out there helping our environment. They're not going to sting you, and they will leave those holes. It's part of living in the mountains a little bit. You you can't prevent it, but you can control it. Plug those holes up. First put a little bit of seven in there, plug them up, and over time you may start to discourage them. That's right. That's right. Well, and if anybody wants any more information on carpenter bees, you can certainly visit our website, once again, at cherokee.ces.ncsu.edu. And in the show notes, we will have links to some other information that you can read. And we just thank everyone for being with us today. All right. Nice talking to you about it, Doug. Thank you. Thank you.